Ladies and gentlemen, Bark, 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 Bark,
expensive, crappy noodles, crappy whatever. No. Really good thing. Pricey, yes. Okay. But. Mm-hmm. Actually, no. I'll say value for money. Right. I know that's sort of the opposite. But what I mean by that is, is that it's worth... We paid like 17 bucks for this one meal. But it's a meal that Kirsten and I shared. Mm-hmm. And we, neither of us could finish it. Oh, wow. It was so good. That's awesome. Sizing, it's not huge, but they're filling meals. Okay, yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. Um, look, lines were huge. Um, yeah, But yeah. they moved fairly quickly. Oh, that's good. Um, we also found a lot of the signage a bit sort of confusing, to yeah, be honest. That sucks. Um, and we have a funny feeling that was set up with a couple of the uh, uh, things intentionally to sort of let you get to the end, go, I want this, 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 and then it charge you more. Mm. sort of thing like we ordered this one thing and we ended up getting two things and being charged for two things mm. because we thought it was one thing right um, so a little bit, little yeah. bit I don't want to say dodgy but definitely not, not clear crystal not crystal clear but other than that really good food okay well yeah it was amazing that's food. the important Party thing in our mouths yeah mm. um, and everyone's invited no it was a private party. <laughs> Bagger everyone else. My food. Oh my. <laughs> no, well, not really good. Not that good. <laughs> yeah. No, really good, really good. Um, awesome. Definitely if you can get down there. Um, we saw um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes, and so did I. Beautiful. So we'll do a quicker Quick review, review about that later. later on, yes. Um, and what else did I do? Oh, um, Remembrance Day. Oh, yes. Did you guys, did Agua do a thing? Hold yes. A hundred yes, right? hundred years, right? hundred years uh, since the armistice. End. yeah. The end of it all. Yeah. The glory years for Agua. I'm not going to lie, I feel, and I don't think anyone from Agua listens to this, so it doesn't really matter, but I think we squandered our years. Um, we got a lot of infighting over the last four years, so yeah. we squandered the last four years, which was a shame. That's a shame. Um, I want to make a war pun, but I don't want to sound disrespectful. Go on. I can't, well, I can't really think. I was just going to say, right. sounds like you've been having a, a great war of your own. Uh, ah, beads of beads of um, But yeah, no, look, it, it's, it's, I think we squandered the years, and then we just had a, um, a AGM and got a new committee in. Yep. And all the gusto and vigour and, oh, we're going to do this, going to do that. I'm sitting there going, where the hell was all this four years ago? Mm. Four and a half years ago, whatever. Bugger. Where was this in 2014? Oh. You know what I mean? That's a shame. It's a big shame. But Sorry to hear that. Agua's gone through a lot. We've had some fairly prominent people kicked out. Mm, um, Jesus. Uh, fairly um, big, big names sort of booted out or they may, they'll say otherwise but as far as I'm concerned they're booted out for good reasons wow um controversial yeah yeah mm. it's sad but um yeah 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 look I just I just sort of felt you know the the event I went to up in Emerald was a bit of a bleh and a, a, a non-event and he's sitting there going well guys this is a hundred years of the end of one of the First bloodiest battles of the 21st century. Yeah, yeah. One of the bloodiest. 20, 20th. 20th century. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. It's alright. Um, one of the one of the bloodiest battle uh, uh, wars in human in history. In human history, totally. Yeah. And we're just 
you know, having a few people get up, make a few ceremonial, you know, things. Yep. A flyover that came late. Just. Mm. That's, oh, I'm so disappointed. Yeah. And, like, the same sort of thing happened over in France. Yeah. You might have heard. Um, I didn't. They did this big thing in Paris, and or Versailles, I think it was, and, uh, you know, all the world leaders rocked up after 11 o'clock, which if you, for uh, those who aren't 100%, really? um, it's the 11th, 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. Yes. Um, half the world leaders turned up after that. Trump did this huge uh, uh, hoo-ha about, uh, about, you know, I can't even remember what he went on about, but he made, he made it some political BS. Yeah. And said something about, oh, well, the left didn't, uh, come in and do what I'm doing now and mm. like, well, no, because you're in power, you That's, moron. Yeah, and you're a fucking idiot. Um. Uh, <laughs> just all this hoo-ha stuff um, and we had, you know, some of the other political leaders turn around and try to sort of save it and go, well, we don't agree with this. This is what this day's meant to be. I think Trump got confused why Angela Merkel was there, you know, because in his head, the Germans lost. Why is... Why oh is the Germans here? So the reason Phil just explained that is because I just kind of made this face as oh, to yeah. be like, what? What? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I, I did. I did. I was so disgusted. I yeah. didn't. I didn't verbalize. Yeah. I was so it's just, lost. Thought, lost words. Yeah, it's just a. It's that's, just a shit what a, sh- show. what a shambles. I'm yeah. s- that's really so disappointing. I was really yeah. I was really disappointed with the yeah. whole the whole thing because it, it should have been a celebration of peace. Totally. And I get it. You know, it, it was... Even people in the at the time, in, 20, in 1918, mm-hmm. turned around and said... You know, I think Foch, uh, General Field Marshal Foch... Uh, anyway, uh, French, French leader, turned around and said, um, this is not a peace, this is a 20-year ceasefire. Hmm. And almost... To the day. Well, I mean, it was just over 20 years. Yeah, just over 20 years and the Second World War happened. Jesus Christ. um, Well, yeah. And and even people back then said, you know, oh, we shouldn't be stopping now. We should be fighting until the Germans lay down their arms in the field. We should march on Berlin, which is why the Second World War, we marched on Berlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they realised, well, we need to make a... Actually need to make a stand, but yeah. then seal the bullshit that happened with that. Mm-hmm. But it should have been a celebration of peace, or at least a. Uh, okay, it wasn't a peace back then, proper. There's an armistice, and it was a, a shit stove that continued, but it, we should have taken it as what it would have been for, for the soldiers. An end a re- a of atrocities. Rep- a reprieve from a reprieve from the horror. Yeah. What they saw as the war to end all wars. So we should have seen it as a point to go, hey, this was seen as the war to end all wars. Let's try to actually achieve that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Exactly. That's bit okay. Of a, a bit of a whimper and then a bang, uh, as it were. That's that's it's unfortunate to hear, I'm s I'm sorry. Mm. But you know, you had the right intention at least. Mm, no, thank yeah, you. Doing doing your bit. Good. And how about you, Kendall? Me, how about me? Well, <laughs> it's been an emotional week to say the least. Mm. Um, we'll get into that in a moment. But um, yeah, work, you know, full ramping up to Christmas now. So <laughs> uh, the 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 shadow that is Black Friday is looming over us. Dun, um, dun, dun. It's, and then Cyber Monday. Uh, 
you know, because we're adopting that American tradition for some reason. Uh, uh, but yeah, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> I, 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 I've nothing against a sale. I just don't understand why we can't do our own stuff that works around, you know, like Australian traditions. Yeah, it's weird. Like, why not? You should have a big sale after, like, Australia Day or something. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Big sale after Australia Day. Yeah. Uh, big sale sort of in uh, July, just the middle of winter, just a midwinter yeah. Well, they they do they do do some big sales in in winter. Like I mean, that's yeah. that's because that's around you know tax time. Yeah, and, true, true. And all of that. I get annoyed. So my folks have this rule, and I I reckon almost every year since I've left home, I've had to ring up my folks and just double check with them because they have this rule that the first of November, nobody's allowed to buy anything. Yeah. Like, like a present, what, what might be Christ- Christmas, Christmas, Christmas related. Yeah, things. yeah, for themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the problem is, November is the time that all video games come out. It is, yeah. yeah. November late, is the month for video late, games. Uh, late, up, late October, November, early November. Through, yeah, through November yep. is crazy. Because yeah, we just had a bunch of games drop yep. in the last week. I have to ring them up every time and go, um... So have you, have you, and I feel dumb because I'm like... One, I'm almost 30. Two, I sit there and I go, um, so have you guys bought me any games? And if they have... They do this little dance as they're now trying to work out what game I'm talking about. Oh, no. Without... Without spoiling. Without spoiling it. Oh, dear. So their mums sort of come to this point where it's like, oh, no, just don't do double games. If, if we... Like, if I ask and they say, no, we haven't got your game, then I'm like, cool. If they're like, yep, we got your game, so I then can't buy anything. And, again, I'm not trying to sound ungrateful. No, no, I'm not trying not. to sound no, privileged no, no. or any BS. No, 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 not but at the all. the deals... Only last for November. <laughs> like, there's a the Pokemon Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't even have a Switch. I want to get the Pokemon uh, Pikachu Go. Yeah. Um, but there's a one at EB Games where... might be at JB, I don't know, but... It comes with a Pokeball? Yeah, it comes with a little Pokeball and a Pokeball charging stand. Oh, okay. Or and, like, you can get an exclusive Mew. Oh. Or something like that. cool. Mate, that might be EB. That might be just EB. I want to grab that. Okay. I don't think I'll be able to get it after Boxing Day. <laughs> well, I mean, the, if, if they're going to buy... If, if they were going to buy you a Switch, this would be the Christmas to do it, considering there are actual Pikachu and Eevee yeah. Switches that yeah. just came out as well. So they're pretty cool. They're pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool. But yeah, so that's all happening. Um, you know, Christmas time. Christmas is coming. Um, and we're feeling it at work. But, you know, we're going to keep our heads up and stay positive. Uh, as we always do. For those who I can retail, I, ah. you know, we all bet. We salute you. We salute you. Anyway, yeah, so I, there's that. And then I've been, you know, busy socially this week. Just I've seen, a, um, I've seen three movies at the cinema. I went to the cinema three Ooh. times this week, which is huge for me and none no, of not. and none of that no 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 <laughs> none of them were marvel movies no. <laughs> but yeah you're right it's not really uh, a huge deal for me um it's it's a normal week but um no yeah bohemian rhapsody um and then later on there yeah we'll have a cookie review about that as well as the other two films uh i'll let you guess what those are well while, while we uh we get there and nice. then um yeah that's pretty much it i just kind of want to Get into the news, I think, so we can, um, you know, yeah. 
Ah, this is going to be emotional, guys. So I just apologise in advance if I become a bit inconsolable. But we'll we'll see how we go. Well, with that in mind, <sighs> it's time for the nerdy news. This is the news and nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. And yes, the okay. hostess with the mostest. Yes, me. The somber sadness. Oh gosh, here we go. Here we go. You here can we do go. it, Kendall. Oh, you can do it. I hope so. Anyone can do it, you can. Okay, alright. Yep. We're here for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, gosh. Okay. Alright, so... Uh, if you're living under a rock or you don't know me or if you're new to this podcast um, and you don't know why I'm emotional, it's because Stan Lee passed away earlier mm. this week. Um, and it's just, it's just, it's sad. It, sh- it, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be as sad as it is, but it's sad because, you know, of just everything mm. he did for us and the world sharing his stories, sharing these characters. Um, and it's, you know, the reason I say it shouldn't be sad is because, like, well, he was 95. Mm. You know, the one thing, one remark everyone I've talked to about him this week has said, he was 95. He had an excellent innings. You know, very few people are so lucky. And the fact that he was, you know, pretty much in tip-top shape up until this year, you know, which is just is a miracle. Uh, and we were so lucky to have him and to still have him um, for nearly a century. Like that's huge. So um, yeah. So I yeah. So I'm. We're just gonna. I'm just gonna spend a couple minutes just talking about Stan, just because. Obviously, I'm. Those who do know, I'm one of the biggest Marvel fans, especially Marvel Cinematic Uni- Universe fans. The movies. I love the movies because I'm a big movie fan, and mm. those movies. I that they really speak to me yeah and i respond to them and i love them and these characters and they've it's made me a comic book fan even though i don't ashamedly i do not really read many comic books but i have such love and respect for those characters and their roots i really do i just want to stress that um but yeah so stanley obviously a big part of you know i i have tattoos that are marvel tattoos I, you know that's like that's a huge yeah that's you know there's commitment and one of my closest friends um i won't say her name just in case she doesn't feel comfortable with the mm, naming mm. um but um yeah the reason she met her her partner is because he was dressed as captain america oh bless so like and that's you know definitely Stan has a big part. Even though yeah. he, I mean he didn't he didn't create Cap, but he made Cap who he, Cap yeah, is. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, you know, if it weren't for him, Marvel wouldn't be what Marvel is. No, no. And let me just take you through quickly. Uh, yeah. Just a little. We have a bit of a tribute. A little bit. Of, yeah. I just wanted to. I wanted because he's. I mean, we are, we are popular culture really to him uh, in a lot of ways. So. Um, so yeah, he was born Stanley Martin Lieber, uh, on the 28th of December, 1922, um, in New York City. Um, now when he was, he was barely 19 years old, he began working for Timely Comics. Now this Mm. was what Marvel Comics was known when it began in the, in the 1930s. Um, his first, um, comic he ever had his, his name on 
um, was a two-page Captain America comic called Captain America Foils the Traitor's Revenge. Um, it was in the Captain America issue number three that came out in May 1941. Um, and then his first full comic script that came out was Captain America number five uh, on the 1st of August 1941. Um, so back then it was, yeah, timely comics. Um, and yeah, that was when he took the pen name Stan Lee because the whole reason he chose, he shortened Lieber to Lee was because he had plans to write what he referred to as the great American novel. So he wanted to be up there with the Hemingways and the, you know, yeah. the Dickens and, yeah. I mean, Dickens is British, but you know what I mean? Like yeah, the, big, yeah, yeah. the big, the legends of, of the, the literary world. Yeah. Um, I mean, he is now. He is, but, but he wanted that. He um, had those aspirations yeah. at such a young age. Um, this is when he's 18, 19. So he was like, oh, you know, comic books, comic books, they don't really get a good rap, good reputation. Um, so, you know, in case I do go on to, you know, find success as Stanley Lieber, I'll, I'll sign off as Stanley. Yeah. Um, and then he ended up changing, because of the success, he ended up changing his name legally to oh, Stanley. Oh, nice. There you go. Yeah. Um, so he became interim editor at Timely just before turning 19. He was uh, then comic book division editor-in-chief and art director until 1972, um, and that's when he succeeded as the publisher, uh, like the head of Marvel Comics. Um, in 1942, he actually joined the Army during World War II. He was first in the Signal Corps, and then he moved into the Training Film Division. Um, oh, no. He had a military classification of playwright. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, isn't that cool? He was like Shoot, one of maybe I can join up. Yeah, uh, maybe you can. Like he was, he was one of eight different men uh, that had that title. Nice. Um, and a few of them were actually get this. Uh, one was Charles Adams. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, the the Adams family creator and uh, Doctor Seuss. Yes, I yeah. knew about Doctor Seuss. Yeah, so very yeah, very good company during World War Two, nineteen forty two. Um, so in the late nineteen fifties, I don't know if people were aware, he actually nearly gave up. The career in the comic book world huh. yeah um but his dear wife joan um insisted he give it another go and um you know not to give up just yet and and so he was like okay and then that's when uh basically a couple of years later um stan and jack kirby released fantastic four and that mm. that was the that was the Stanley Jack Kirby first creation was Fantastic Four um, back in November 1961. That was uh, and and Timely had since become Atlas Comics and then Atlas became Marvel. Yeah. Um, with this launch of Fantastic Four. Yeah. And has since been known as Marvel Comics. Yeah. Um, so then we've got the Incredible Hulk. Lee and Kirby that came out uh, on in May 1962. I'm just going to name drop now. These are the characters he had a hand in mm. creating. Uh, Thor, um, Stan, his younger brother Larry Lieber, and Jack Kirby. Uh, the first issue of Thor... Um, well, not the first issue of Thor, actually. It was Journey into Mystery number 83, mm -hmm. um, where Thor first appeared, and it was August 1962. Um, and then Loki was not far behind, uh, created by Stan, Larry, and Jack. Um, first appeared in Journey into Mystery number 85 in October 1962. 
Then we've got Iron Man, who actually first appeared in Tales of Suspense number 39 um, in March of 1963. He was created by Stan, Jack, Larry, and Don Heck. Um, X-Men, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby created the X-Men, uh, first were seen in X-Men number one in September of 1963. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daredevil, uh, it was Stan, Bill Everett and Jack Kirby that was released April in 1964. Doctor Strange, um, that was Stan and Steve Ditko, uh, he first appeared in Strange Tales number 110. Um, in July of 1963. Mm-hmm. Um, then, of course, Spider-Man. Probably mm. his... Be- he, I think he said it was his favourite character he created yeah. was Spider-Man. Don't and, blame him. And it's Marvel's... Universally, Marvel's most popular character. Yeah. Um, was co-created by Stan and Steve Ditko. Nice. Um, first appeared in Amazing Fantasy number 15 in August of 1962. And then, of course, there was uh, Black Panther. Stan and Jack created Black Panther. He was first appearing in uh, the issue number 52 of Fantastic Four Mm. in July of 1966. Um, And then he also created The Falcon um, with Gene Colan. Um, He featured in... The first time he featured Captain America issue number 117... Um, which was launched on the uh, sorry September uh, 1969, um, and then the Avengers um, are in September of 1963. Stan and Jack Kirby um, brought that team to the comic book uh, pages. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also responsible for a change to the comics code. Um, there was this issue of X Men, I believe, where um, there was they wanted uh, they wanted to put in references to drug and uh, and drug abuse and stuff yeah i think it was was either x-men or it was a spider-man um and you know there was a lot of pushback from the people behind the comics code um you know they didn't want because that at the time it was frowned upon to have any kind of you know negative you know related kind of content in your in your stories but Stan was one of the best things about Stan was the fact that he pushed for the these kind of you know advocacy kind of issues political social um, you know he had Stan soapbox which was his monthly column that he did um, which tackled social issues frequently among other things um, and yeah after the the change of the comics code happened in 1971 that they were allowed to put that drug narrative in the comics and then you know it was changed for the better to include these kind of more you know timely if you will yeah you know good good kind of you know yeah um and so and with stan's soapbox that was actually where um he started using Excelsior <laughs> yeah. as his motto and catchphrase. Um, for those who don't know, Excelsior, trans- Excelsior. Is, is a Latin word that loosely translates to ever upward or upward and onward to greater glory. Ah, beautiful. Which is I did just, not know that. Yeah, there you go. So that I think that is so beautiful and so fitting for him as well. Um, and then, yeah, and actually, I 
I didn't know this until I was researching. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually did a brief stint at DC Comics. But but it was all already after he'd done uh, pretty much writing for Marvel. So it was in the early 2000s. Oh, yeah. um, there was a series called Just Imagine where um, Stan would join up with a co writer or, or a, a co like you know a drawer an artist and they would do his versions of the popular dc characters uh, the whole roster yeah and they released them through 2001 and 2002 that's cool um yeah just imagine is the name of the series if anyone is looking for it anywhere but yes yeah, so that's basically it so those names that i those characters that i just mentioned those are just they're so important and just so like I, I, I cannot find the words to accurately just I don't know it's it's been a really tough week um, for fans around the world ever and of course for Stan's family um, you know his brother Larry is still alive as well um, his younger brother um, and you know and I and Stan has a daughter as well and I'm sure they're you know going through such a terrible time having to actually say goodbye to him now, you know. We all kind of thought that he would, you know, live on forever because he just yeah. seemed to just, you know, it was almost, it wasn't like we took him for granted, but we would just, you know, you know, we'd see him pop up in the movies, the cameos that we love so much and just thought that, you know, you know, oh yeah, this is, you know, this is great. It's going to keep happening. But then in the last couple of years, we've been having, I mean, I've been having these conversations with my friends just going, you know, there's going to be a time when, He's not going to be here, and what's going to happen? Um, and then when Deadpool 2, the cameo this year, was just him on, like, this cool mural. There was, like, a blink-and-you'll-miss-it cameo. Yeah. Uh, I think whoever I was with at the time turned to me and said, that's what it's going to be like after he yeah. after he leaves. Yeah. So, um, well, but who knows what will happen? I wouldn't be surprised. And, look, this is pure speculation. This is zero with zero facts. Yeah. But... I wouldn't be surprised if Stanley is actually one of the few people that have more really loved the idea of um, the CG people. Oh, right. Like Peter Cushing. Oh, so you so you think maybe he oh, he, he might have been okay with the... Yeah, re- imagine if they, he sort wow. of put in a thing saying, oh yeah, in my will, by the way, oh. CG me into everything. That would be... Bitches. That would, that would be interesting. <laughs> That and would be interesting. Like, that's the sort of thing I could see him doing, because he really loved his work. Um, yeah, he did. So someone else... He was in his work. He wrote... That's he, it. he wrote himself into that's issues it. of Fantastic Four, along with Jack Someone, well. Someone what said on Facebook, as a bit of a joke, and it was, there's a little hint of, oh, too soon, sort of thing, but... Yeah. Th- someone did mention that, um, theoretically... Uh, um, Deadpool is the only active character at yeah. the moment who will. That was your sister. Yeah, she she um, tagged us in it. She tagged yeah. yeah that both um, of us. Deadpool is the only one that would under- actually, actually be aware of Stan's passing, passing. because of because him being a meta character who is yeah. aware that comics exist and he's in one. Yep. Yeah. And he actually um, Deadpool famously wants to kill Stanley. Um, for creating him. Well, yeah, he wanted... Well, and, and yeah. the other writers. He wanted to um, create... Yeah, he, I don't... Yeah, yeah. Zip it, Stanley! Yeah, yeah. Um, That's a good one. But... so that Someone then said um, Deadpool should do all, all the, the cameos. All the cameos. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> that would be... Hilarious. That, that would make my heart sing yeah. if it was something like that. But, um, yeah, I just... Yeah, I don't know. I just have so many... 
good things to say and just many thanks to Stan mm. and you know like that's I mean I'm I'm one person but I know like it's just yeah I can't uh, uh, I'm trying to find words uh, um yeah I just it's really really sad but I just you know I just want to say you know thank you Stan wherever you are now I'm sure you're you know you're you're in Valhalla mm. <laughs> with the Asgardians probably that's where I, I changed my cover photo on Facebook to a picture of him <laughs> with Thor and maybe yeah. in Valhalla or Asgard and I thought yeah. that was really nice but um yeah like you yeah he changed he changed the world and he gave us so many incredible stories and characters and my greatly affected my life and potentially billions of people honestly and will continue to do so until the end of time. Um, so, I, yeah. <sighs> Trying not to cry. Um. <laughs> One of my favourite things Stan did is actually a little out out of the norm. Oh, yeah? Um, sh- he did this show called Who Wants to Be a Superhero? Reality TV oh show. Oh my god, really? Yep. I did Reality not know this. Reality TV show. So, I'm re- reading the wiki right now. Who Wants to Be a Superhero is a reality show hosted by Stan Lee. Contestants dress up as comic book superheroes of their own invention. Each week, Lee challenges the contestants to represent what superheroes are all about. One or more of the superheroes deemed the least deserving is eliminated per episode. Season 1 premiered. Uh, 2006. 2006, wow. Um, On sci-fi. As far as I know, there was only ever one season. Yeah, it looks like it, yeah. Um, That's so cool. Oh, yeah, it was so... I watched the first season. No, season two. Oh, no, season two. It was season one and season two. I must... I reckon, actually, I might have watched the second... Anyway, I, I, I remember watching it. It was just so much fun. If I feel like that would be amazing fun. I'm going to look that up on YouTube. Yeah. Um, okay, well, um, I hate to move on. Yeah. But... Um, the rest of the news. The rest of the news. We but spent before, the yes. average time we spend doing the news on one article. On one, and it, which is fair enough. Which is fair enough because, you know, he's... Stan he's, fucking he's, Lee. He's Stan fucking Lee. He deserves it. Um, Stan, wherever you are, Excelsior. Excelsior. Excelsior, thank you so much for everything and for changing all of our lives for the better. Thank you. On with the rest of the news. Okay, rest of the news now. All right. Okay. Starting with, appropriately, some Marvel news. Yep. Um, This was very, very interesting and surprising and made me very happy. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Um... Uh, ABC announced this week that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has already been renewed for a seventh season. Oh, nice. Um, which is fantastic news, considering everyone thought the show was going to be cancelled, um, even the people writing the show, considering the last episode of season five was called The End. Um, and then it got renewed for a sixth season um, of only 13 episodes, I believe, that will be airing uh, next year um, in around June, July. Um, they've saved it for after Avengers 4 happens, gets out of the way of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, season seven will be happening. So very exciting news. I'm 
so happy um, and if you don't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. you should because it is one of the most underrated and fantastic pieces of television out there right now especially in terms of superhero shows it's my favorite it's the best I uh, yeah it's fantastic so please do yourselves a favor mm-hmm. um, okay crossing the pond to DC this also made me very happy um, uh. some exceptional casting again from our friends at the... Uh, I wish they were our friends. Yeah. Just putting words out in the universe. Um, at C- the CW, um, they have cast John Cryer to play Lex Luthor in Supergirl. John Cryer, he's... He, he was um, Thingo from Two and a Half Men. thought so, yeah. Yes. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. And which is another, uh, you know... Oh, how do I say? Just, it's like a little another nod to DC projects of the past because John Cryer actually played Lex Luthor's nephew, Lenny, in Superman 4, The Quest for Peace, um, in which um, Gene Hackman was Lex Luthor, the iconic Lex Luthor, in my opinion. Um, love him but um, nice. so very cool I mean like we've said before on the, on the podcast um, the, 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 the people behind the casting in these shows not only do they pick exceptional actors they also pay respects to previous properties um, you know and iterations with you know Helen Slater the original Supergirl playing um, Mother Danvers in the show and then you've got Dean Cain is playing um, you know Jebediah Danvers, the dad of them, and um, a bunch of other little, yeah, lots of little nods and winks. So it's fantastic, yes. and I cannot wait to see his take on Lex. I'm absolutely thrilled. Um, okay, some Doctor Who news now. Ooh. This is some interesting oh, news. Oh, yeah, this. Yeah, Urgh. yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll ask you, I was going to ask you how you felt about this. So basically, um, the BBC have decided not to air the Doctor Who Christmas special on Christmas. Um, it will, in fact, be airing um, around the world on New Year's Day. Um, so, Phil, uh, as the resident Whovian of the podcast, uh, look, well, of this episode at least. I was annoyed at first because I was like, oh, well, come on, how much do you have to change? Like, I know that instantly puts me into naughty, uh, misogynist territory, but you do sort of sit there and go, okay, you've changed the show running, you've changed the gender of the Doctor... You've changed the style. You've, you know, changed all this stuff. Now we're changing because it's already also it used to be on a Saturday. Now it's on a Sunday. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, and now we're not getting the Christmas. We're getting a getting a uh, New Year's Day, and it's the fir- and it's the first time that they've done, done it, that. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, since the, the new Who. I did have someone point out a very good well, point <laughs> that <laughs> yes that. If you think about it, Sundays are a better day for people to be able to sit down and watch because a lot of people have got just shit on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And then, as sort of people have put it, I mean, obviously you can, you know, record it to your telly, but if you want to watch it live, the time that it's on, all that sort of stuff, you've got to, on Christmas of all days, somehow be... Especially in the UK itself, if sometimes we don't get it here on Christmas. My point is that you've actually got to sit down and uh, uh, watch it at like 7 in the morning or something, or 7 at night. You've got yeah, to make sure yeah. all your stuff is sort of done. Yeah. Christmas is already a busy day. Yeah. Now, New Year's Day... 
is a day where, everyone, generally speaking, everyone's hungover and yeah. tired and not doing anything. So, so you've got perfect. plenty of time. Yeah, that's a, actually a really good point. Yeah. yeah. So okay. I sort of, at first I was all grumpy and like... They're changing something Changing else. it up, changing it up. Look, end of the day, my big problem at the moment with Doctor Who is simply the stories are bland. Okay. It's as simply as that. Disappointing There's to hear. no energy. They've got this thing going on at the moment where they'll have a really strong historical episode. And so far there's been two of them. Okay. One's Rosa, which is all about Rosa Parks. Yes, I've heard about that one. And the other's um, The Demons of Punjab. Oh, that was, all about, that was, was last, that last week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was all about the... Um, the, the splitting of uh, 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 the splitting of oh Pakistan and India oh wow and yeah. there were there were huge like I didn't even know about this as a historian I didn't know about this but apparently there were huge just people dying left right and centre wow um huge problems yep and yeah, it was a really good episode. Like, a lot of people are sitting there saying, oh, it's so left-wing, it's so emotional, it's so... Yeah, but the Doctor Who's always done that sort of show. Yeah, that's true. Generally speaking, it's always From been fairly left-wing progressive. Yeah, yeah. One way or the other. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, the whole point of Genesis of the Daleks is that the Doctor is tossing up, do I kill off... Essentially, the question boils down to, do I kill Hitler? Because yeah. he's sitting there saying... I could stop the Daleks ever being, ever existing, but do I have the right to that power to kill a, 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 a race? Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and he actually discovers that he is the, was instrumental in actually creating the Daleks. Wow. Yeah. Fuck you, Hitler. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, so, yes. Uh, in in conclusion, the rest <laughs> of this powerful, but they're also very overpowerful. They're very, this is our message. Look at our message. Here's our fist down your throat. Um, and then the rest of the episodes are just sort of bland. Just, eh. Well, hopefully they the Christmas special is an epic tale that you know. Well, it'll be the reinvigorates. New Year's special, not well, Christmas special. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> You know what I'm trying to say. Yes. Um, but yeah, so that's yeah, Doctor Who news. So yes. we'll see how that plays out. Okay, some Disney news. This kind of sort of broke the internet a little earlier in the week. Um, we got two little teaser trailers for Toy Story oh. 4. Now, normally we talk about them in Trailer Park, but um, Trailer Park was a bit stuffed bit mm. overstuffed so we bit we, full. We, we we bit full and these are just kind of they don't really give away anything about the plot um these two little teasers they're just cutesy fun very toy story i i i really enjoyed them um and they introduced some new characters so we've got forky voiced by tony hale ducky voiced by keegan michael key and bunny voiced by voiced by jordan peele um, and yeah, they were, I don't know, they were really good. And we, there was also a, a poster that came out for the film, like a teaser poster that's just Woody kind of looking, glancing casually, nonchalantly, <laughs> if you will, at the camera. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's going to be out, uh, on the 20th of June next year. Um, I really hope it's good because man, Toy Story 3, whoa, what an act to follow. <laughs> what an act to follow. That's going to be tough. 
Okay, but if anyone can do it, Disney can do it. <laughs> yeah. This is true. Okay, so Game of Thrones news. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. <laughs> yes. Um, so after just you know months and months of talk about how oh the last season's going to be delayed, it's going to be it kept getting pushed back and back and back, and it was going to be like you know bloody June, July next year. It was anarchy. Um, turns out no, it's actually going to be airing in April next year, which means this time six months. We will be in the throes of the final season of Game of Thrones. Um, so that's super exciting. Uh, very nice to have that confirmation. Thanks, HBO. Um, let the countdown commence. Okay. Uh, and this is some pretty cool casting news and, I, and movie announcement news because I had no idea that they were working on this. But I'm, as soon as I saw who was directing it, I got real excited. So Netflix is remaking... Uh, well, or readapting, if you will, Rebecca, um, the classic Daphne du Maurier novel, um, and they have cast actors Lily James and Army Hammer um, to fill the leads in that one. Now, for those who are not familiar with the story of Rebecca, I haven't actually seen the Alfred Hitchcock film. Um, it was, I think. I don't know if it was Hitchcock's first film or the first film he did that was nominated for a bunch of Academy Awards. I think it won Best Picture that year or it was at least nominated. Um, so it's got big shoes to fill. Um, oh yeah, the original Hitchcock starred Laurence Olivier for one. Oh, yeah. And Joan Fontaine. Yeah, it went on to win Best Picture at the 13th Academy Awards. Mm. Um, so the classic tale of Rebecca is about a woman known only as Mrs. De Winter. Um, that's going to be Lily James' role who arrives at her new husband's sprawling estate to find out that his late wife, Rebecca, whom everyone adored, still haunts it. No. Figuratively speaking. Fun time. Yes. Um, so, Army Hammer will play, um, will play the, the man, the, the new husband. Um, I'm totally down for this because <laughs> uh, British director Ben Wheatley will be helming this one. For those who don't know Ben Wheatley, he's known for doing these very kind of in-your-face, crazy movies, lots of violence, lots of just stuff that makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. He's happy with. Yeah. Um, he directed my man, Tom Hiddleston, um, in a mo movie called High Rise, which was an adaptation of a J.G. Ballard novel that came out in the 70s. The film was also set in the 70s, and it also starred Luke Evans and Sienna Miller. Um, and it's a fantastic movie based on a fantastic book. I honestly recommend everyone check it out. Nice. Um, he also, more recently, he's also directed Army Hammer already in a movie called Free Fire that also starred Captain Marvel, Brie Larson, um, and a bunch of other fantastic actors. Free Fire, that came out like two years ago, another period film. Um, but, yeah, so... And Ben Wheatley actually also directed some Doctor Who. Oh, nice. He did Deep Breath. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm surprised the name doesn't ring a bell then. No? The name yeah. Ben Wheatley? Yeah, no. There you go. Maybe he didn't he no, 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 think no, at the time, but maybe you don't remember. Yeah, no, just more that, I think. Okay. I'm not remembering. That's okay. That's why I'm here to explain. Yay! <laughs> okay, so that's... I can't wait for that. Uh, they're, they're working on that. It'll probably be out next year on Netflix, guys. Um, nice. Cool. And then we've got some gaming news. Um, this is interesting. Sony announced this week they will not, for the first time in 24 years, they will not be appearing 
at E3 next Ooh. year. Very controversial. A lot of people are upset and confused, and uh, pun- you know punters are worried because you know PlayStation and Sony like that's that's pretty much you know most of your conference. Um, so they're not going to be appearing. So people are wondering whether or not you know what kind of what can we can actually expect from E3 next year, considering they're not appearing. Sony basically said that they're looking at pursuing different avenues and different areas to kind of, you know, get their brand out there, promote yeah. themselves and all of that. Um, so they're taking a year off. Um, the rumors say most likely they will be back in 2020 because PlayStation 5 whispers have begun. Yeah, so um, I'm not happy with that. Yeah, so who knows what will happen, but they're not going to be at E3. Phil, as as definitely the resident gamer of this entire podcast, <laughs> what are your thoughts? Okay, so that, to be fair, is the first I've heard they're not going to E3. Yeah, yeah. But, mm-hmm. I have heard this uh, PS5, that pisses me off. The PS4 has not had long enough. I'm getting tired of these short console lives. Well, I've, can I can I just butt in for a second? Mm-hmm. It could be in response to, um, for example, Apple and Google and Samsung constantly every single year bringing out the newer model, the newer tech. So maybe Sony want to like... Yeah, I know. Uh, but maybe that doesn't work for a gaming console. <laughs> I don't know. I think the problem with gaming consoles versus phones, for example, yep. is that if I have a phone, nine uh, you know, 90% of the apps will work on, that I had on my old phone will go to my new phone. Yeah. And if I get a new console, the chances of it being backwards compatible are slim. This is true. Backwards compatibility is a problem. Is a major, major, major for problem. Gamers, totally. Especially considering you get a new game or a new console and we're sitting there going, well... Now they've just brought out another one, and you sort of you talk. It's like me with the the Wii U versus the Switch. Mm. Got the Wii U, and I was excited. It's backwards compatible. I don't have to get rid of all my Wii games. Yeah, yeah. Now the Switch not backwards compatible. I now have two consoles sitting there that are yeah. plus all the old retro consoles yeah. plus if I want to get in the end there's only so much you can sort of do which is where again you sort of sit there and go well your computer I unless you're doing retro gaming yeah I can jump on and get any game that I want for a computer yeah like with an emulator or whatever with an emulator or or if I do want to make I just need the one PC yeah. I don't need several consoles no can I actually thought of another yeah. thing? Do you think maybe if they are actually pushing the launch of the PS5 like closer to the time the PS4 came out, do you think maybe they might actually have figured out a way to make backwards com- compatibility a thing again for PlayStation, and maybe that's why they're bringing? Maybe. Think, um, fingers crossed, because like they've done, they've done it before. I mean, they like, have. You know. Oh, look, they've done it before. They'd really want to and, because and, plus, and Microsoft, you know, they're, they're backwards compatible. So I think yeah, Xbox One. With yeah, but again, things. it only sort of goes so far, and you've got to sit back and go, "Well, what do you want to do? How yeah. far back do you want to go?" Yeah, that's true. Um, true, true, true. Uh, again, look, I'm not trying to do a whole PC master race. I no, just, no, it's no. That's why no, I no. fell out of the console, console. market. Yeah, no, because totally. you yeah. can't keep up. Because then you got that, and then it's like sixty bucks per game. 
it's a lot. It's it's a lot it, to it keep up. up to. Yeah. Yeah. A computer costs two thousand bucks, but then that computer's lasting me ten years. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've had this thing. This thing was built in two thousand and eleven. Now I haven't kept up with updates. I'm only just starting to look at oh maybe a new PC. Yeah. But. Even then, I've got plenty of options just to do minor upgrades if I want. And yeah. it's not going to cost me near as much as a new console. No, that's true. That's um, true. No. The advantage of a console is meant to be, you buy the console outright. It's, it's like, uh, what, what's the old adage, razors and, razors and blades? You buy the razor, yep. super cheap. The handle bit, super cheap. They stick you for the, the blades. Yeah. The blades cost an arm and a leg. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's like print, what that's like printers and ink these days. Well, that's actually. it. Printers and ink, exactly. <laughs> and that's what consoles are meant to be. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 you pay X amount for your console. You sit there and go, okay, four hundred bucks for a new console. That sounds pretty nifty. I'm up for that. Mm, you know, six hundred. Some of them for, is, for yes. the higher fire end. But you, you go, you, you, Crazy you in your mind, you justify yeah. that lay, first layout, and then you're paying sixty to eighty bucks a game. Yeah. Consistently, yeah. if you are willing to wait a couple of years, you might start getting them um, secondhand. But yeah, generally yeah. speaking, that's the point. They're meant to have this. They're meant to have this. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Wii U mm-hmm. got like what 2012 to 2000. When did the Switch come out? 16. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so it was like, 2016. Yeah. So like four years, something like that. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, yeah. yeah. Four-year run. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. terrible. Yeah, yeah. The Wii was 2005 yeah. through to 2012. Yeah. Yeah, but then, you know, the Wii U has been re- was regarded as a kind of a failure for Nintendo, yeah, wasn't but, it? Yeah, and that's it. And that's understandable and it's a failure. And but at the, the same Switch, time, you're right, like, yeah. it's disappointing. The PS4 isn't a failure. No, God. It's one of their it's, best units, it's so probably why one of the... Their- yeah, I don't know. Hell, are they don't already know. looking at... I don't know. We'll find out at E3 we'll out. in 2020. That's it. Bring it full circle. Yeah, I got a quote. Okay, so... <gasps> that's the news. That's all the news, guys. That's all of the news. Um, <laughs> which means now it's time to park our trailers in a certain area. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeah. Beep, beep. All right, we're in. Yeah. Trailer park time, guys. Okay, so Phil, let's go what? bottom up. I like it. I like. I like the way you think. I should have written it that way. Okay, I'm excited. This is going to be hilarious, you guys. Okay, so but first trailer we're going to talk about is the second trailer for On the Basis of Sex. This is the Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the Supreme Court Justice. Notorious RBG biopic um, starring Felicity Jones. Yes. Um, British actress, Academy Award nominated What's British actress. RBG is that's her initials. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh, okay, that makes yes. sense. She's referred to as <laughs> by, by a lot of her, like, you know, people who admire her, um, she, they call her the Notorious RBG. Ah, uh, that makes yes. sense. Because, I don't know if people are paying attention, but there is a documentary that came out this year called RBG about her. 
Um, yeah. And I went and saw saw that um, a few months ago. Loved it. It's out now on DVD. Shameless plug um, <laughs> for my work. Give me Jamie. <laughs> oh, what was that? I'm Hasht- sorry. Oh, God. Bit of a bit of a cough. Hashtag not sponsored. Yes. Hashtag not bit of a cough. Sponsored. You should get that. You should go to JB. Get a fit. I don't you, know. You, you should you should, you should work on this sponsorship from JB. Um, I know. We'd love, love it. We'd love it. We'd love it. I love my work. Anyway. Um, so yes, um, this is the biopic. And Felicity Jones is playing Ruth, and um, Army Hammer, coincidentally, is playing her husband. Um, and I am so excited because now I know I know what her life story is. I'm so excited to see this in film. Mm-hmm. And the trailer does a very good job of just getting that what what we're in for across. Because you know she was played a huge response, like she had a huge like part in. The um, legal side just of, the legal side of equality for men yeah, and women yeah. um, you know she's she, yes she's a feminist um, and that's a great thing because you know the, she put she put women's rights and equal rights forward like so many years um, at a time when it was a purely male dominated world and I love how the trailer starts with that line from Sam Waterston's ca- um, character he's like you know and all the women who are here in Harvard we would like you to explain to us why you feel you should be here in a seat that could have been given to a man mm. and I just like her kind of sardonic response of like well you know I'm here because you know I want to be a good wife to my husband <laughs> like, oh, I'd love it and Felicity Jones portrayal of her looks like it's going to be fantastic she's got the voice down she's got the the look like in the documentary there was a lot of obviously footage and photos of, of Ruth um, during the 60s and 70s she looks the part um, I'm I'm just so keen Phil please what are your thoughts yeah, on this um, really enjoyed it um I felt I, I didn't really know this story. Yeah, well, I see, I didn't, I didn't, story, I didn't so. really, I didn't really know who who she was and how important she was until I watched the doco. Yeah, it's a very good doco, by the way. I recommend. Yep, recommend. Yes. Uh, but but definitely enjoy. Oh, sorry. No, you're right. Um, you're definitely okay. enjoyed the trailer. Yes. Um. Good. What was the actress's name? Felicity Jones. Felicity Jones. It's, it's, it's Jin Erso from Rogue One. Ah, yes. Yeah. Well, I recognised her. I was just, yeah. yeah. I'm no good with names. But her That's p- why I'm here, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Her portrayal was, as you say, magnificent. Yes. Um, I haven't even seen the movie yet. I haven't even seen the movie I'm yet. Like, I don't need to say that's out there. It's going to be um, Interesting. The board members or the, 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 the university lecturers... Um, the guy who plays him. Yes. Again, don't know his name. Sam Waterston. Sam Waterston. Yeah. But, so you say the names and it goes in one ear out the other. I know, sorry. it's okay. It's but Sam right. Waterston, because he <laughs> uh, plays Saul in um, uh, Frankie, Grace and Frankie. Yeah, he's in Grace and Frankie. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's one of the gay, the right. gay couples. The, yeah, that's right. The um, two husbands that fall in love. Yes. So it was just it was just interesting seeing and like of course actors could do whatever but it was interesting knowing that he plays this very left progressive hippie type character it is now in this he's playing this old funny daddy right wing complete opposite complete op- yeah. opposite misogynistic yeah it's just I, I love actors me too actors are good actors are great uh, yeah definitely looking forward to seeing this one yeah fantastic Kirsten um, uh, and I love historical biopics oh so then this is right up your alley I reckon it, I reckon it. you guys would really enjoy it um, I'm very excited so uh, on the basis of, of sex unfortunately will not be out 
until next year for us here in Australia, it'll be released on the 7th of February 2019. Yep. So, um, yeah, stay tuned for that one. Okay, next trailer. It's a Netflix movie by the name of Dumplin'. Yes, Kirsten actually introduced me to this one. Oh, yeah? She showed me this morning. Oh, very cool. Um, so, this is a really cool trailer. It's based on a book of the same name. Um, and it stars Jennifer Aniston and a cast of pretty much unknown um, young actresses that look like they're doing a real good job. Um, and it's about, like, so Jennifer Aniston's character, she's, you know, like this beauty pageant kind of queen or judge or something like she's famous in the in the pageantry world and then her daughter is is she refers to her daughter as dumplin mm. um and she does her nick, pet name nickname for her um and basically dumplin ends up deciding that she's going to you know become a pageant queen um just to you know stick it to the stick it not to the man but you know stick it to the woman of of that industry because you know because dumplin is she's a plus size girl yeah. she's a bigger girl and but she's she's clearly gorgeous i mean yeah. i feel i i was like you're you know you are clearly have a wonderful personality and you're very charming and and all of, and so i think yeah and she's just like you know i'm i'm doing the this movie the movie revolves it around to make a statement yeah and movie revolves around the idea of not pr- uh, traditionally pretty yeah 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 it's kind of breaking the stereotype and so she's trying to do this and then she ends up kind of becoming she refers to herself as she didn't want to become a Joan of Arc kind of figure for this kind of movement but she kind of becomes it Mm. and then they end up her and a few other um you know non-traditional um women but you know still beautiful women um they decide to go to some uh some drag queens to get some help um, on how to, you know, walk, do the walk in the heels and, you know, put on a show and, like, learn how to be, you know. But, yeah, and Jennifer Aniston's character seems really interesting, really kind of complicated. I feel like there's going to be um, a lot of conflict between her and Dumplin' about, you know, why she's, in the, why she's doing that, you know, and where, whether, like, you know... The mum loves the daughter for who she is, yeah. or whether or not she's like you're. You can't be here. This is not your world. Like, there's going to be an interesting conflict there um, of ideals and you know opinions and things. And but it looks like it's going to be a really nice, heartwarming film. So yeah, Phil, do you have anything you want to add? Yeah, no. Look, just what you said sort of covers it. Yeah. Um, definitely heartwarming. Definitely when I first sort of. Started watching, I was going, oh yeah, here we go, rom com or not rom com, but you know that sort of that sort of chick flick. Well, comedy. yeah, it's a, it's a chick flick comedy feel. Oh yeah, here we go. But actually, no, it seems to have a lot more substance than one of them. Yeah, so definitely, cool. definitely. I, I like that. Substance is um, good. Yes, especially for Netflix movies, we want that. Most certainly. Yes. Um, cool. Okay. Well, um, as far as I can tell, it's going to be at least in America. It will be available on Netflix on the seventh of December. So certainly similarly here, if we've got the well, right. Well, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I'm fairly certain that it will be released uh, worldwide on that date. Yeah. So we we should be able to check it out um, here in Australia on the seventh of December. Hmm. Okay, Phil. Um, now. Yeah, I'm just going to introduce this one. Um, 
<laughs> this one's called Pokemon 2 Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yes. PG-13. PG-13. Um, so, po- this, is the, uh, this is the first trailer for... I haven't even said what it's called. Uh, po- Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Uh, um... I am not as opposed to this film as Phil is, so I'm just going to I'm just going to quickly get my words in before he rants. Okay. (laughs) So, okay. Um, So interesting because, you know, I'm the, where we are, the generation of, you know, we're adults now, but like we grew up when Pokemon was huge the first time, you know, like. The late, mid to late nineties, yep. the TV show, the games, the game Game Boy, you know, the game of the book, the of game, the film every of all of the... it, literally <laughs> the origin story. Um, yeah, so seeing, I always had wondered what Pokemon would be like in real life, and I really, really enjoyed seeing artists' renditions of what that would be. Some terrifying, some very cute. Um, so, and when I heard they were doing a live-action Pokemon film, I was like, how the fuck is this going to work? But I think they've done a good job. <laughs> I think they have. I'm not um, saying anything until you finish. No, it's... good, good. I think they've done a good job with, you know, I like kind of the way, it, you know, they're, they're portraying the, the, the integration of Pokemon and humans in society and all of that. It's a different take. It's a different story. I don't know anything about the Detective Pikachu. I think it's a comic or it's a TV show in Japan or something that they've lifted this from or it's inspired it's a video by. Game. It's a video game. Thank you for correcting me. Um, and yeah, I think, I don't know. I mean, I don't know too much about that, so I can't really comment as to the accuracy of this interpretation, but I, I, I think it's got potential. I like where it's going. Uh, Pikachu has fur and I, he looks really, really cute. And my, but my favorite thing was, I mean, people online, I think are freaking out about, um, What's the the name of the mime one? Is it literally Mima? Is yeah, it uh, it is? Mr. Mime. Mr. Mime. Sorry. Mr. Mime. Mime. I don't know where I got that from. I don't know. I haven't played Pokemon in 20 years. Um, <laughs> showing my age. Um, but yeah, Mr. Mime. Um, I think he looked awesome. That scene at the end of the trailer cracks me up. I really like it. Um, however, Ryan Reynolds' voice. I love him. It's a little... It takes you out of the out of it a bit, hearing him as Pikachu. Um, that's going to take a little bit of getting used to. I think it wor- I think it works to a degree, but I don't know. I feel like they could have gotten someone else, but I don't know who. I mean, I love him. I don't want to. I'm not. Com- I'm definitely not complaining by any means, but I just. I don't know. It kind of brought me out of the the trailer for a bit. I was like, oh, it's it's Ryan Reynolds doing Pikachu, but but yeah, I don't know. I don't. Know. I think it will be funny. He'll do a good job. He's he. We know he's funny. We know he can do this kind of thing. Um, I'm curious to see more. Philip! Everything about this sucks! <laughs> it's pathetic! Oh my god, really? It is. Pathetic! An absolute. I'm not even gonna go into the. Who kills who women? Because I don't care about that. This movie is obviously aimed at my gen- our generation. I'm sorry, this is not a children's. Show. No, it's not. You're right. You it's, cannot show me that... It has a fan service vibe to it. It's got a huge fan service vibe to yeah. it. You cannot show me that uh, 
monstrosity of Jigglypuff and tell me that's for the Kiddlywing. No, definitely not. That was a dark Jigglypuff in like a oh, karaoke bar. I loved it. I loved God. it. I think it's so good. I don't, so I don't know there why. are these pictures online. <laughs> there are these pictures online of um, oh, oh artist renditions if Pokemon were real. Yeah, and they've got these hideously looking yeah, animals. I mentioned them before. Yeah, yeah, and so that's what they look like. You're right. Yeah. That is terrible. That is not your go-to. I am sorry. It is disturbing. It is freak show-ish. It's like something out of a horror film. The fan art or this trailer? Both. <laughs> but the fan art knows that it's that. Yeah. Someone's it's... looked at that and gone, oh, that's an idea. <laughs> to be oh. fair, I no. don't... No, but I don't think... What fan don't art have you... to be Hang on, what fan art have you seen that looks like this stuff? Show me, right uh, now. He's on Google, ladies and germs. We're going to find out. Because I've seen the, those terrifying images of Pikachu, but I've never seen, like, I don't know. Oh, yeah, and the Venusaur and the... Yeah, yeah those ones are really cool. They're cool, um, but it looks hideous. Like that. Well, that's, that's, that's not how that's, that's, not, that's not how Pikachu looks in the thing. No, but it may as well be. Oh gosh, okay. They've sort of looked right. at that and gone. I mean, that. Look at that. Yeah. Does that not look like Jigglypuff to you? Oh, it looks like a it's monster. A, if you saw that very, coming at you. If you saw that I don't coming understand. at you. I don't know what kind of. I know. I know, I know, I can't with Phil right now because I just like, it, to me, I'm like, I don't know what you're seeing, but I'm seeing Jigglypuff as a fluffy furry thing. I'm seeing that I'm seeing as a thing of horrible. nightmares. This, I'm seeing this, this that. thing on the yes. horse right here where my, yes. really? Yes. No, no, <laughs> that's nightmarish. That's nightmarish. That is nightmarish. <laughs> We're doing well for an audio. I know. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just showing so, you there's a, there's a ge- the Gengar one. It's is, like very... My yeah, point is that terrifying. they are, as far as I'm concerned, it is this weird, weird choice of art choice. As far as I'm concerned, it's super weird okay. considering the anime that it comes from. And then, uh, again, I agree with you, Ryan Reynolds, oh my goodness, love him as an actor, but this was a poor, bad choice. Especially when you then have a, a shot of Pikachu going, Pika, Pika! No, 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 I, I, like, I like that. No! How can you have the high-pitched voice... It's as Pika Pika and then down here I'm Ryan Reynolds. No, it's because it's part of the story. So, so when when we meet Ryan Reynolds Pikachu and he's talking to the kid, like only the kid knows what he's saying. No, no, no. I understand that. I understand that. And so to everyone else, he's Pika Pika. That I understand. I'm not. I'm not criticizing the. So okay. So of you're saying. So you're saying that basically it shouldn't be Ryan Reynolds. It should be like a. Still be a high pitched yes, voice. Yes. But in English. Yes. It okay, should fair, be a high. Fair it call. Be fair Pika, Pika. Oh hi! I'm talking here. A Pikachu. Oh my god! Voice. You guys. Yeah. Yeah. Look at this. Oh my god! You can understand what I'm saying. Yeah. But even then, we have in the world, in the anime world, premises where actual Pokemon can talk. Yeah. Mew. Well, um, meow. 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 Mewtwo. Um, yeah, Mewtwo can talk. Um, so there's a handful of other ones. Why didn't we just go down that path? 
because Ryan Reynolds and they, they wanted a name. Magic they needed a name to sell this movie, and uh, Ryan Reynolds fine. will put. But why couldn't he have been? Why did he have to be a? I don't know. I don't know. Why did it have to be? Oh, it's magic, and only I can. I suppose that will be shown in the thing. But maybe they were. Maybe yeah, how awesome! I, would, I just think how awesome would have been to have a mouth mouth style Pikachu, sassing off everyone left, right, and center. Instead, in like a really high pitch voice. In a real high pitch voice. Or drop the voice of the. So when he goes, Pika Pika! It's actually Pika Pika. Oh, it's Ryan Reynolds doing Pikachu. Like, I don't know. Mm, okay. I just. And then the whole story premise is, oh, could have been a trainer and where's my dad? And choose a target audience. You are either for Kiddlywinks or for us. You cannot be for both. You can, but you've not decided to be. You've no, they, to be. they've just they they stri- just... strictly decided to go with the having cake and eating it too premise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we done. You done? You said all your thing. We good. We can move on to because yeah. we, we're moving on to quickie review. We can talk about something a lot yeah. better. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Detective Pikachu Electric Boogaloo comes <laughs> out sixteenth of the sixth, twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Yep. Okay. Just the, it's literally just before Bloody Toy Story Four happens, so there you go. Or literally the same week. I don't know whether they did the game because the game's been out for a little while. It has. It's been out for so, a, a little while. Yeah. Another, I don't know whether they've done this movie as a quick cash grab, whether it was sort of. No, I don't know. Whether I they, they were I sort think of. Trying to, I think they were trying to capitalize on the the you know Pokemon still being such a huge. Thing, and with Hollywood just wanting to get their mitts in every single franchise they could possibly yeah. get. But, like, the game came first. I feel like, yeah, I know, but I feel like the game is inconsequential here. Yeah. I don't think it's the point. I think it's the fact that it's Pikachu and it's Pokemon. The fact that it's on Detective Pikachu is just what they've chosen. I don't think that's the important thing. Not that that matters. I'm just saying the game is called Det- Detective Pikachu. It is. You know, you're right. I get yeah. it. Okay, yep, sorry. I get you. Okay. It's okay. Um, that's enough about that, I think. We will put that on hold, our feelings, until certain quickie reviews next June. Yeah. We'll see how... I would love to see this That's it. Film. I'm bitching oh about God. this thing. I'm still going to see it. Yeah. Please invite me when you go, because <laughs> your reactions will be priceless. Okay, speaking of reactions... Quickie, quickie review. Okay, so, quickie review time. Um... I would just like to jump in with the other two films I saw this week before we we talk about the one we both saw. Sounds good. Um, so, okay, I saw Boy Erased. This was the Joel Edgerton directed film. Um, we talked about this in Trailer Park a while mm-hmm. ago. Also starring Joel Edgerton, uh, Nicole Kidman, Russell Crowe, um, and oh, I've forgotten the name of the bloody <laughs> actor. Here, Kendall is forgetting a name. What's happening? Uh, I can't. While she's looking that up, I know that. Oh, Lucas, Detective I, Pikachu. No. The, <laughs> another problem I had with. Oh, really? Go on, go. Don't troll me like that. <laughs> um, no, Lucas Hedges is yep. the guy's name. Um, he's he previously Oscar nominated for Manchester by the Sea, um, and he's phenomenal in this film. Boy Erased is the true story um, of a, a young man who is the son of a preacher. Of a, of a, you know, a basi- basically, you know, just this Christian, you know, he runs a church. Um, I've forgotten the actual word that preaches close enough. Um, but, yes, yeah, so he he is figuring out his sexuality and realizing he's <coughs> gay. And um, 
the, the film is told in like a non-linear kind of way um, you know you kind of he, you get sent to a gay you know, conversion therapy camp essentially oh, yeah. this Christian you know group that's headed by Joel Edgerton's character yep. who looks like Ned Flanders for some yep. reason um, it's all set in like Texas I think yep. and um, yeah it's, it's it's so hard to watch in a lot of uh, parts you know as a queer person myself it's just you know it's, it can be very confronting in parts yeah. um, especially I just want to put the warning out there if there are anyone who has suffered any kind of sexual abuse there might be some triggers in this film Ooh, there's some yeah. pretty tough pretty tough stuff but it is a film that I think should be watched by everyone because it tells a very important story and I loved the way these characters were layered they were complex they were not one note at all yeah. every character had a conflicting thing even you know the pa- even the uh, pastor that's the word pastor uh, um, Russell Crowe's character you know he loves his son but then he's he has so much trouble reconciling that love with the fact that he's gay and then his yeah. son his son is like I don't want to be gay because I've been raised my entire life to believe it's wrong but I can't but I'm still feeling these feelings and and you know wanting to be with men and you know why do I feel like that's wrong it, it feels right you know so there's yeah. and they just all of the acting in the film is fantastic. Nicole Kidman is outstanding as the mum in this. She's so wonderful. Um, and, yeah, I just I just loved it. So, I'd four and a half stars out of five. Beautiful. Go see it. Fantastic. And Australian-directed film, too. Oh, no. So, you know, get behind Aussies. Always. Yeah. Always, always. Okay. And then the other big film of the week I saw was Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Second film out of five or six, I believe they're doing a Fantastic Beasts, written by J.K. Rowling um, herself. This was so much different to the first one, but that doesn't mean it's bad. It's really good. They basically just go straight in with the the Grindelwald story. Um, we get to see Dumbledore, of course. No spoiler, he's in all the trailers. Jude Law's Dumbledore was fantastic. I wanted more of him. Um, Eddie Redmayne's Newt is fantastic. Um, a lot of people, you'll, you'll appreciate this, a lot of people online um, have been say, saying that they think he's on the spectrum. Hey. Um, and people, the feedback is like, He's portraying someone who's clearly uh, like as autistic or Asperger's yep. Yep. in such a positive way, yep. and he's handling it so well. And I, what, and I saw, I read that, and then I thought back to his portrayal in these movies, and I'm just like, yeah, no, that makes sense. The way Newt is, he's very much not socially uh, adept like everyone else is, yeah. and it's it's really really well done. Eddie Redmayne does this outstanding job. Johnny Depp is really good as Grindelwald. He's a completely different kind of villain to Lord Voldemort. Um, and I cannot wait to see the relationship between him and Dumbledore explored in the further films. Um, again, uh, Dan Fogler's Jacob Kowalski was the standout. I was laughing every time he was on screen. He was so funny. Um, yeah, I just... And then the creatures, new creatures they brought in and introduced in this nice. one were awesome and and adorable and yeah so um yeah if you like the first one you'll definitely love this but just be warned it is a little bit darker um than the first one so if you've taken the kidly winks along um <laughs> but yes i'll give it a four out of five yeah nice. um so that means we're gonna have a quick chat about the movie we both saw this yes. week which was 
Detective Pikachu. No. Electric Boogaloo. Well, we time traveled, didn't we? No wonder he's angry. Imagine you can time travel, but you can only go forward to see Detective Pikachu. Slams red button. Um, uh, yes, what have we, what saw we seen? Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody yay, and finally. with the skill of the acting, I would actually say we essentially did time travel. Holy shit. Holy <laughs> shit. He brought Freddie Mercury back to life, oh, yeah. everyone. Rami Malek, if he does not win that Oscar, I yeah. will definitely definitely be launching protests worldwide. Yeah. Like, unbelievable. He was good. He was good. Um, and the entire cast, I think they picked the actors they picked to play the band members of Queen. They looked, they were dead ringers, and they were funny. They were charming. They were convincing. They were engaging. I wanted to see more of the band. Funny, funny fact though, the one of the one of them, I can't remember the name of which member mm-hmm. it is, but he that's that's the kid from Jurassic Park. Ah. Yeah, um, jo- Joseph Mazzello is the actor's name. Yeah. I forget which member of Queen he played. He well, he played he played the bassist that came in after the yeah. one walked. Yeah, that guy. Yep. Um, yeah, the guy everyone forgets was in Queen. I'm sorry. No, I I'm just I'm um, really bad. But anyway, yeah, Phil, talk please. I would say that this was. I'm not bagging the show. I just want to put out there that I actually believe this was more of a tribute to Queen yeah, than it was a biopic to Freddie Mercury. Well, and that's the point. Yes, Be- but... Because, before... Sorry to interrupt you, your butt, but be- the reason for that is because initially the film, like its first scripts were more focused on Freddie mm. and that's the reason... Well, like when Sasha Baron Cohen was playing him, Yep. The film was more a Freddie biopic than a celebration of Queen or a Queen yep. biopic per se. So the band didn't like that because Freddie stood for, and it even says in the film, he's like, I'm, you know, I'm not the leader of the band. I'm just the lead singer. Yes. And so, and that's why they changed, brought Rami Malek in. They yep. changed the script to make it more about Queen as a whole, even though, fair point, because you know, basically, Freddie is the star of the film. But, but not even that. That's even not quite what I'm driving at. Go, keep going. It's more that the band members, and obviously the band members who are still alive and playing in Queen... John Deacon's the guy's yep. name. John Deacon. So they quite obviously looked at the script and went, oh, yeah, but don't make us the bad guys. I don't think they were made to I, be the bad guys. No, but that's what I'm saying. So you say I feel that they came off far too good. Right. Maybe far too. It, it felt like for a show that was meant to be about Queen. Yeah. It felt far too much of a. This show's about Freddie Mercury and his, uh, what he did for Queen, and so it's a tribute to Queen, and sort of. I actually felt it villainized Freddie. A bit too much compared. Yeah, fair enough. If, if it was a okay. show about Queen, yeah, right, yeah, right, then you would see the the full-on foibles of all the band members. Yes, you would see all of them having their ups and downs. We only saw the ups and downs of Freddie, which okay are well known. Yes, and then only the ups 
of the rest of the Queen members. That, no, that's true. You, you do make. They a were the hero. They were the ones who came and saved uh, Freddie. They were the ones who turned around and said, "Oh yeah, we want to play with them again, but we're just going to play with them a bit." And <laughs> they were the ones who were always there for him. They were the ones who, even when he was an asshole, they forgave him and. So maybe, maybe then I can I can see your point. So maybe the film had some problems trying to decide whether it was a Freddy biopic or a Queen biopic. Yeah. Because I did fair call. I did. There was a few times sitting there where like you know we would spend so much time on Freddy and deservedly so. But then like you know you the band would come back and then you know you'd hear him you hear Freddy mention you know they've you see them with wives and that, that they've got kids and stuff mm. and you don't get to see any of that kind of happen no, at all and that kind of surprised me a bit they kind of just skipped past especially because it's a it's a film about freddie's life and how queen became queen but it mostly once like outside of freddie's personal life it only focuses on queen's career as a yeah band. that's it well like, there's again forget the actors uh, the, the 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 actual band member's name but the blondie i kept calling him oh pretty um, boy roger taylor yeah. 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 He there's he this whole shtick about him being a womanizer and being Yeah. You know, with but all we, these never, different ladies, we never really and then it. it sort of jumps to oh now he's got a family and he's settled down and those days are behind him. If you wanted that to be a whole shtick, then maybe you should have played with that a bit more. Yeah, they didn't now, really yeah. After saying that, I do understand that hey, maybe those three other members were just clean cut good people. If you ever do a thing about the Goon Show. Yeah. You will always see Spike Milligan, Peter Sellers being played up, and they're horrible people, and they, you know, the life and death of Peter Sellers. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He was a horrible asshole. Anything about Spike, you always see his depression and that. And then you have Harry Seacum, who was just a good guy. Yeah. He lived a good Christian life. It, like, like, again, I'm not getting into politics, but... No, 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 no. It no. was. He lived this good Christian life. He was clean. It's he got not, married. He never cheated on anyone. He was just clean cut. Yeah. It's not a It's not a life for a Hollywood movie. That's it. Yeah. So maybe Maybe that that's why. Is why. Or maybe the but band I were also, like, we don't want to delve too much into them, so they're... That's at, what I think it's closer to. Yeah. They want to, because they're still about, they're still alive, they're still... Yeah. ...kicking. They can have they, that say. They, they turned around and said, um, actually, we don't want to be... Yeah. Uh, ...portrayed in a certain light. Thank yes. you very kindly. Yes. Which, to me, makes it... The, that that then goes to me. You can't then have a Queen movie. It has to be a Freddy biopic. In which case, keep it as a Freddy biopic. Even though, yes, we get it. Queen is Freddy. Freddy is Queen. They are one. They are all. They are not one or the other. I got. I get that. I understand. That was a big thing for Freddy. He wanted Queen to be Queen and fair and together. Yeah, yeah. They were family. That's what they kept saying. But the movie needed to decide what it was. Fair enough. No, fair After enough. After saying that one, and I know that we went on for a little bit, but really that was just one gripe. <coughs> Fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Incredibly done. Incredibly well done. Brilliant music. The music was fantastic, the way it was cut together, edited together. People have done side-by-side comparisons already of the Live Aid. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's the been heaps of them, and it's... Dead it's on. Dead on accurate. Oh, it's it's scary accurate. Like it's absolutely phenomenal. 
And at the by the end of the movie, I was you know on the verge of bursting into tears because yeah. you know me you know I was just, just sitting there just kind of thinking like you know it's such a shame that he couldn't live on yeah. past you know that this horrible disease took him away from us. Mm. But to have him while we did so lucky, the music he gave us. Uh, just you can't even just it's just like every single song in this movie is fucking epic and a hit after a hit after a hit and did you notice Mike Myers no okay let me tell you a funny story everybody so Mike Myers is in this movie um, his name does appear in the credits at the beginning um, and um, he's based that, that record exec that worked for EMI that said Bohemian Rhapsody was a load of shit yep. and that teenagers in their cars won't be banging their heads to it yep you get where I'm going with yep. this yep Wayne's World anyone yep yeah, yeah so they, they I and I thought it was very funny I've heard I people, didn't realise that was Mike no no I yeah I, I recognised him straight away and the makeup and everything but um yeah very funny the fact that you know one of probably the most favourite Famous scene from one of his most famous movies, Bohemian Rhapsody, is because of Bohemian Rhapsody, and now he's in the movie playing a character who's dissing it. Yeah. And then just, I liked how they showed all the like little reviews as well. Yeah. That popped up saying, you know, um, the the song Bohemian Rhapsody. It was, wasn't good. It was too that, long. It, it was, was yeah. It's too long. It was over the top. It was ridiculous. It was rubbish. It was this. It was that. And it is now considered one of the greatest songs ever written. Yeah. Like it's just. Yeah, but it's amazing. Um, it's amazing, yeah. but yes, go guys, go see the film. Definitely go see the film. It's it is definitely worth your time. Music is beautifully recreated. The um, story as a whole, if you just take it out, uh, one little gripe at, that we had at the start, and just look at it as a tribute to Queen. Yes, a tribute to Queen that shows a little bit of uh, 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 I must say spikes, uh, uh, Freddie's life. Yes, then. You will absolutely love this. Yes, fantastic. Absolutely just... Ten stars out of five. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, give Rami Malek all of the awards, please, because that man, I just... I have so much love and respect for him now, and I really... I should watch Mr. Robot now, because I still haven't seen that, and that's his big show that he did, or is about to finish up doing. Um, yeah, just... Oh my god, he was so good, Freddy. Oh my god, Freddy. Okay. Definitely go All and right, see. Go see it. Go and see Bohemian Pikachu. No. No. What? Don't ruin it. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, Phil. All right. Those were our non-quick quickie reviews. Yes. <laughs> and right. now. And now. The part time you've all been waiting no, for. No, it's time. It's the what? For popcorn culture. Hey. So popcorn culture. <laughs> popcorn culture. So yeah. This week we last week we asked you. Some <laughs> last week, week we asked you. <laughs> who would you cast as the Arrow versus Batman? Yes, considering they've pretty much cast everyone else from I'll, the main roster in this universe except for Green Lantern. I'll go first with a very disappointing answer. Okay, go. I wouldn't have the fucking foggiest. Okay. I haven't seen the Arrowverse stuff, so I don't know who would fit well into it. Fair enough. I mean, you, you could rattle off, you know, some great Batmans and some people they'd be like, oh yeah, they'd make a great Batman and they'd make a... Shit, Ryan Reynolds. 
Yeah. <laughs> Give it to Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, he, he's not doing anything uh, nah. uh, Pikachu-y. No. So, um, Electric boogaloogie. <laughs> so, you know, but, you know, there, there's plenty of people that I think would make good Batman. I don't know the universe, so I don't know who'd make a good Batman for that. Fair enough. All good. Um, That's okay. Yeah. Alright. I'm sorry. I'm That's sorry, okay. It's alright. Like, you, for example, um, in if it was Gotham. Yeah. Um, and we moved it forward, because again, I haven't caught up with Gotham, so I, have they brought Batman... I know they got Bruce Wayne as a kid. Have well, they yeah, Bruce Wayne brought? as a kid. They've um, I so I stopped watching it. Um, I stopped after that during season. S- during season four. Uh, I I've, think I stopped after two. I wanted to keep going, but I was my downloads weren't working. Oh boo! Uh, um, no, I kind of I just they just got the storyline got very crazy and out of control. But basically, the time I stopped watching, they didn't already introduced. Um, they, well, they'd literally just kind of introduced the the, Le- the League of shadows or whatever and and Ra's al Ghul and the you know the Lazarus Pit and all of that Mm -hmm. um and and you know and Bruce is you know definitely he's getting older he's becoming more mature the show is getting darker he's definitely getting towards a Dark Knight kind of destiny I was gonna say do they they take this on as an origin to Dark Knight it it, totally yeah oh wow totally it's a Batman year one sort of situation yeah they'll be that's because they're about to wrap up the show is about to finish for a fifth season so yeah anyway um, Anyway, um, gold leader gold leader point was that I might be able to tell you somewhere I'd go for that but this wouldn't have a clue that's okay Thank you for your honesty. That's right. I'm sorry I came up with a question you couldn't answer. <laughs> My bad. Um, I, however, have two answers. Yay! Yay! So you got one for each of us. Yeah! You can steal one if you like. Yeah. Um, okay, so I have two names that I feel would be perfect. Absolutely perfect. So one of them is busy. The other one, I, he might, may or may not. Um, so I think I would like to see Agents of Shield's Brett Dalton. That's who I was going to say. Really? Oh. <laughs> wow. Kendall. Yeah. Kendall. Kendall. Gullible is my middle name. <laughs> Brett Dalton. Yes. Uh, he was Grant Ward in Agents of Shield, um, and he's not in the show anymore. Spoilers. Um. So, and he's got the look. Of he's got the look of Bruce Wayne. He's got the jawline of Batman. <laughs> like he could pull it off, um, I reckon. And then my other pick is um, Tom Ellis, who is currently playing Lucifer. Um, and I'm pretty sure Lucifer is on the CW, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Or I could be, yeah, I could be wrong. I'm not sure. But yes, he is. He has that dapper look. He's got that Bruce Wayne look, and he's got that. I feel like he could do... He could pull Batman off as well. I feel like maybe Brett Dalton could pull the Batman off better and Tom Ellis could pull off Bruce Wayne better. But together, <laughs> they can be Batman. Um, the Dark Knight. So those are my picks. Those are my picks. I think they'll do a good job. So I hope my money, fingers crossed, that happens. I would love to see that. Yay. Yay. Okay, so that's our answers, which means... It's time to check in with you guys, the, yes. the listeners, to see what you had to say. Starting with Michael Arlister on Instagram. On Instagrams, the fat kid from Stand by Me. <laughs> yeah, good one, Mike. Good one, Mike. To which uh, Fred responds. Fred responded with the now slender and spunky Jerry O'Connell has played Superman in a few animated films. And I think he'd also make an exceptional, albeit older, Batman. 
Yeah, I think so. I like <laughs> Jerry O'Connell. I was a big fan of Sliders back in the day. Yeah. That was his big show in the 90s that he did. He's very dreamy, Jerry O'Connell. Um, yeah, good pick. I just like how Mike's reference to him is the fat kid from Stand By Me. Yeah, yeah. It's very funny. That's a good movie, if anyone hasn't seen that. Um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Good pick. He's he definitely he's got that you know tall, dark, and handsome going for yep. him. He could pull that off. Um, it would be cool to see him suited up in the cape and cowl. I reckon. Yeah. Can get behind that. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. Um, then we have Jack Bennett, also known as Shira underscore Jack on Instagram. Hello. Um, he says, James Marsden, handsome enough to be Bruce Wayne, has, has done darker brooding characters before, but he also fits the CW brand or the popular opinion or sorry, the popular option, Jensen Ackles. Both have the jawline to play Batman. Nice. Um, yes, the, the kind of the catalyst for this question was um, jawline. Jawline, yeah. No, the the, the, the <laughs> you're right. No, the catalyst for this question for me was because there's a lot of chatter online that people would like to see Jensen Ackles play uh, plays Batman in the Arrowverse. Yeah. But you know he's pretty busy playing Dean on Supernatural, so yeah. who, who knows? But they do film in the same city, so. What's CW? CW. It's a, it's a network in America. It's a oh. TV network. Fair enough. Yeah, TV channel. Um, so, yeah. No, good picks. James Marsden is a really good pick. Um, that would be a big get for the Arrowverse. Mm. Because he's, you know... I mean, you know, that's Cyclops from the X-Men. You know, yeah. he's, he's done a lot of ex- excellent work. And he's a very talented guy. And he's very charming. And, yeah... I'd be curious to see how he, his Batman would go. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Yep. Backing me up. Yep. Back you up. Backing me up. All right. Awesome. Thank, thank you, Jack. Thank you, Jack. Fulia. Hello, Fulia. Hello, Fulia. Fulia. I have no idea who to cast for the role of Batman, so I'm just going to go with the rumors and say <laughs> Jensen Ackles. Of course. Because it seems that he loves Oh, he loves Batman just like his character in Supernatural. Supernatural, Dean. Also, he has the low brooding voice of Batman. Yes. Batman. Hashtag Um, yeah, he definitely has the voice. He actually was the voice of Jason Todd in Under the Red Hood. Ah, yeah. Yep. So he's got he's got comic book. Now you're talking about my 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 knowledge. Yeah, Shit, I know. that's why I brought it up because <laughs> I figured you'd click. Um, yeah, yeah. Again, yeah, Jensen Ackles would be would be fantastic. He would he would do a really good job. That would nice. be really, really awesome. Thanks, Fulia. <laughs> okay. So yeah, yeah, right? So uh, <laughs> So my my very good friend, um, Steve Nicolosi. Hello Steve if Hello. you're if you're listening. Um, he decided to send a troll answer in. Um, for his first time ever responding on the podcast. Fantastic. Um, he says, Gilbert Gottfried. I am the night! <laughs> I am darkness! <laughs> Shit, he'd do a good joker. He would, actually. Hello, Batman! Hey, Batman! I've, I've, gone, I've gone a bit funny now, a bit python. Yeah! He's going, I am Gilbert Gottfried! No. <laughs> Was that, was that John Howard doing it was a bit. It an was a impression bit. of Gilbert Gottfried? That's what that sounded like. Okay, 
Yeah, so for those who don't know, Gilbert Gottfried is the... This is, is Peter Sellers doing an impression of Jimmy Durante, doing an impression of me. Now all you have to do is work out who I am and let me know, because I'm getting worried. Ha-cha-cha. So, continue. <laughs> yes, so for those who don't know, Gilbert Gottfried uh, is the voice of Iago from Aladdin, if that doesn't trick your brain. Um, and he also and did this amazing rendition oh, of yep. Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey. He record. He did like my nipples are hard. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. as he swooped down yeah. beside me. Yeah, yeah. But there it is. Yeah, that's your. There's your Gilbert. You yeah. found him. Um, yeah. So that would be interesting. I would love to. Love. To, I really want to hear him read Batman dialogue now. Oh like, yeah. That'd be sick. Um, where is she? <laughs> Why'd you say that name? <laughs> Martha! Martha! <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That was Sorry. a good giggle. That was good. I like that. Yeah, me too. Okay. I now just want to see him do, like, old school Adam West Batman. <laughs> oh my god. If you did Adam West Batman, that'd be absolutely hysterical. Oh, Great. Anyway, Andrew, <laughs> Andrew Tamazu hey, Andrew. says, okay, fine, I'll do it. I'll be Arrowverse's <laughs> Oh, so it's your cross to bear, yes, is it, Andrew? Okay. I think so. Well, I I'm hope very you can surprised pull it off. Um, Ash didn't chime in on that. I know. That's kind of, that's really an, an Ash kind of line. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. I have seen this right. Andrew act. He was He's in talented. The Writer. I've heard, yes. I missed The and Writer. And I would say you'd make a very good Batman. Yay! So don't waste no. it in the arrow. No. Now <laughs> I want to. Oi! Oi! And now <laughs> I want to see Andrew and Ash battle it out for yes. who should be uh, Bruce Wayne, Batman. Thanks, Andrew. I hope I hope you get the the pleasure of doing that. That'd be awesome. Um, and our last comment for popcorn culture comes from Jessa Sully. Hello. Hello. Uh, okay. After. They miscast Superman and Batwoman so badly, they'll probably hire Justin Bieber or something for the fo- oh, for the photo op. Someone relatively unknown, though, should play the role. I think that worked better for the Marvel shows. Okay. Now, much. Okay. Yeah, a little bit. So, <laughs> first off, I can understand you saying Batwoman's been miscast due to Ruby Rose playing her. I only say that because we haven't actually seen what she can do yet. So, but... Early judgment, okay. But I would like to know why, Jessa, you do not like Tyler Hecklin's Superman because he is probably the best Superman since Christopher Reeve. And I will swear by that. He is absolutely fantastic. I have watched the, all of the Arrowverse shows, of course. I've mentioned it on the podcast before. I love it. But, yeah, he, did, he does... He's better Superman than Henry Cavill. That's for sure. Um, so... I would love to know your thoughts. I know, you know, contact us somehow, please. That would be great. And yeah, don't don't mention the Antichrist, Justin Bieber. We don't want to talk about Bieber on this show. It's, we're, we're, above, we're above that, even if you are joking. Um, but I like the fact that you've said go for someone relatively unknown because, um, because, yeah, it works in the Marvel shows and that's what they've done, especially the Netflix ones. They've gone for actors pretty much all of the shows really with, yeah. the, with the exception of S.H.I.E.L.D. who you know got Clark Gregg to be Coulson again mm. um, they've gone with un- all these unknown actors who are incredibly talented so yeah cool. unknown is a good a good option definitely a good option you have any thoughts to add on that? I have no 
thoughts one way or the other. All right then. That's... I like unnamed actors better than that. Yeah. Thank you for your comments. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Thank you so much, everyone, for all of your responses. That was great. It was great. It's I'll great. Be, it's fucking great. Let's put some money down and see who's right. Because we all know Batman is going to happen at some point. Yes. Especially with Gotham wrapping up yes. soon. Yes. Yes. Okay. Next week's question. What is your favourite 80s movie and why? Yeah. Let's get the shoulder pads, the big hair. Yep. The, the retro, just fluoro, flu- nylon, <laughs> neon. Get, nylon. Yeah, get your nylon and neon. Get your VHS tapes out. Yes. Um, please let, let us know. Let us know. Hashtag tell, tell Fred. Fred. Sorry for cutting you off. There. No, that's okay. <laughs> We're kind of cutting each other off. It's all. Good it's all right. It's the eighties. It's, it's I'm the eighties. Being misogynistic. Oh mother. No, well. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Ignoring that, what's up with This me? is the last time uh, no. uh, Philip re- returns to the show. No. <laughs> never say never. Um, <laughs> I can be forgiving sometimes. Um, what's up with Fred? What's up with Fred? Well, <gasps> big news this week. Big news. We, awesome news. Awesome news. Well, there's a lot of big news at Fred. Go on. The first thing we're going to mention, though, is we have finally announced the big stage show that Fred is putting on at Midsummer in January 2019. Yes. Whatever happened to to Jeremy Jeremy Baxter. Baxter. Yay. Folio, we can talk about it now. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. No, it's very exciting. I'm very excited to be a part of this and to see it. This story has me very curious. Tickets are on sale. Yes. Uh, go, go to, to the our Facebook page. Yes. Midsummer page. Midsummer or website. Gasworks. Gasworks. Website. It's going to be on at Gasworks. Yes. Down uh, Albert Park, St Kilda area. Yeah. Um, in January. Very exciting. I think we're on, what, the first week of Midsummer, Phil? Something like that, yeah. Something like that. Yep. Very exciting. I'm so, so glad we can actually talk about it now. It's really cool. Um, and then there was another really big announcement, well, release, I should say, from Fred on YouTube this week. Wasn't it, Phil? Ah, yes. Um, Unibums! Unibums! Sorry, yes, Unibums! It's okay. I caught you on, you're looking up Midsummer. Midsummer Times. Th- times, is it? It's 23rd to 26th. 23rd to the 26th of, of January, January 2019. at Gasworks. Okay, stay tuned for more yes. updates on that. Yes, sorry, yes, Unibums. Unibums. Unibums release. New episode. Um, Finally, new with episode. With benefits. With benefits. A uh, striking comedy. I liked it a lot. Yeah. It was it was fun. No, it was, awesome. re- it was fun. Uh, it's good to see the bums. Bums back again. The bums are back. The bums, the bums are, are back, back in town. Bums are back in town. <laughs> Fucking yes. Nice. Oh, in Um, fantastic. I thought that was, um, I didn't think that was in sync. I thought that was. Oh, don't ruin the moment. We're just having a moment, Phil. Why would you ruin it? Um, but yes, go check it out on YouTube now. The bums are indeed back. Yes. Um, it's fantastic to see. Um, what else is going on then? Uh, Fully and I are going to be filming Collectible Chaos this week. That's yeah, a very special tribute. Very episode. special episode. Um, yeah, three guesses on what it's going to be about. I changed my... Let's just say I changed my uh, topic last minute because of certain things that unfortunately yes. transpired during yes. the week. Um, but I'm, I, I'm very proud of the script I wrote. I cannot wait to see how it turns out. Uh, 
you know, when that gets released. Not this week, but next week, the last week of the month, as yes. usual. Um, it's top ten Pokemon movies. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> And I just do sequels. Yeah. The whole thing. Um, Yes, so stay tuned for more. That's okay. It was funny. Stay tuned for more news on that. Um, There's the new monthly question is up, guys. Look look out for it on social media. Um, It's a question about, you know, animated movies and their sequels. Did you like the original film more? Do you like the sequel more? Which kind of franchises, like Toy Story, Aladdin, Cinderella, Little Mermaid, that kind of thing? Give us your thoughts. Um, hashtag tell Winifred. Anything else? I think Co- that's... Gamers. gamers is yes. doing her thing. And then Fully is doing her thing yep. as well. She's taking over the Monday slot. Monday slot and you guys are on Tuesdays. Yep. Fabulous. It's great. We've got so much going on right now. It's really, really good. Yay. Yay for Fred. Okay. I All think right. that's just I it. think that might just be it. Yep. That was Podcast Club Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for future podcasts from Friendly Alien Productions. Follow us on our SoundCloud or on iTunes. For Friendly Alien merchandise, go to our website www.friendlyalienproductions.com and follow the links to our inbox where you can get t-shirts, hoodies, wall art, home decor, bags, and stationery with our own unique Friendly Alien designs, our talent, technical hits, and like blister. Featuring EA bums and competent games. Fred watch better test music musings and our live stage shows such as the Light and Light Golden Philippa getting married in the I've been a film hunter. I've been a Kendall Richardson. And we've just, you've just experienced, <laughs> we've just been to do yep, a, a podcast, podcast called Fred. Let's say filming. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> episode uh, 44. Episode 44. Thank you so much everyone for listening. Remember to eat beef. And Excelsior. And Excelsior. Excelsior scene. Yeah. We love you, Stan.